Hey, it's Sarah, and I have some exciting news for you before we jump into the podcast this week. Starting this coming Monday, that's May 13th, I'm going to be running a two-week pocket planner sprint inside of my course, Published with Purpose. This is where you learn how to create, format, and design a high-value, action-oriented journal or planner and sell it around the world on Amazon. We run a live round every single year in the fall, and then in the spring, I often run our pocket planner round. This is where you get templates to create an amazing pocket or journal planner of your choice in a four by six inch size. And you get templates and all of the swipe files that you need to create something incredible in a short amount of time. During this round, I'm doing something a little bit different and I'm offering asynchronous support. So that means that you'll get one-on-one email support from me during the two weeks to ask questions about your design, your idea, marketing strategies, and so much more. I would love to support you inside of Publish With Purpose and you can find full enrollment details over at publishaplanner.com forward slash enroll. Just make sure that you check it out and join before doors close on Monday, May 13th. Hi, this is episode 78 of the Mindful Productivity Podcast, and I just did an impression of Russell Brand, and it's horrible, but I'm going to include it anyway because, you know, whatever. Hello, you were listening to episode 78 of Mindful Productivity Podcast. You guys believe me, I know how bad that is, but I wanted to include it because I want to start off this podcast with just letting you guys know that like, I think it's important that we all stop taking ourselves in every single situation so seriously, especially podcasting, especially like doing stuff. You know, it's like if we do something and it's going to be public, I think there's this perfectionism behind it. I mean, I'm the same way. I, I want things to be perfect or professional, but I've just been thinking about this a lot lately. I've been thinking about how we always want to show up in this perfect way. And there's something really fun about just showing up as you are in the moment, right? So today's episode 78, we're going to be talking about a recent little hike I went on and some of the life lessons I learned because you know me, like if something happens in my life, I got to talk to you about it. And I think this episode will be fun. There's some some cool stuff that happened, some cool things to reflect on. And if anything, I hope that it motivates you to get your tush outside and start exercising and moving your body because it's so good for your mental health and your cognitive function. Welcome to the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and this is the place to be to live a more mindful and productive life. If you're ready to turn daily chaos into calm and start your days with intention, then get ready to join me as we dive deep into mindful living and personal productivity. It's time to connect with your true self so you can live the life you want to live. And it all starts now. Hey guys, before we jump into today's podcast, there's a couple things I want to talk to you about. The first is if you love planning and you want to get your life together and organized, then please go over to mindfulproductivityblog.com and check out the journal shop. What are you waiting for? The Mindful Productivity Planner is my best-selling planner. It's undated. People love it. I get messages about it all the time and it's something that you might just love, 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 love. I'm also working on the 2020 version at the moment of the Goal Getter edition of this planner that is It's a little bit smaller in size and it's awesome. It's so awesome. There's also the daily productivity and brain dump book. There's actually 14 journals. Don't worry, I'm not going to go through all of them right here right now, but I'm telling you, you'll love these journals. You should go 
treat yourself and get one. So that's on the blog. So for the past two weeks, I've really put my health and my nutrition and my fitness at like the front of my priority list. And it's been really hard. It's been really hard because I'm the kind of person where I will stay up till 2am in the morning if I let myself and I will keep working and I will keep creating content and I will keep coming up with new ideas. Like it never ends. Like this brain is a creativity machine and I'm so thankful for it. Like I wouldn't have it any other way. But over the past couple years, and I've talked about this before, it's led to some really unhealthy habits. And I fell into a depression, like a deep depression when I was 29. And then about, gosh, what was it now? Maybe six months ago, I had another bout of depression I talked about on the podcast. And I finally have done some things to kind of step out of that and maintain a really healthy mental attitude and mindset. And I've just been feeling so much better And I talk about that on, there's a couple posts on my Instagram and I think an IGTV episode where I talk about what I've been doing to manage my depression. But one of those things has been really feeding my microbiome, my gut microbiome with healthy, nutritious foods. So I've been crowding out things. And so instead of eating processed foods, I've been eating oatmeal in the morning with tons of fruit or a green smoothie. I've been eating um, a salad every single day. I've been eating like a pound of steamed vegetables at night. And if you're re- if you're interested in like what exactly I'm doing, um, I am reading, uh, rereading Eat to Live by Dr. Furman. And I'm following a lot of um, his information on nutritarianism, which is basically eating a whole food plant-based diet and you know I'm vegan so I already restrict animal products and all that stuff but it's really coming back to whole plant-based foods because what happened was my husband and I went vegan in 2015 and in my attempt to get him just to move away from meat I brought in like all the cool replacements right like all the garden stuff and all the like vegan cheeses and and back then even in 2015 like some of that stuff some of that stuff, like Gardein's always amazing. Some of that stuff was awful. Like, I like ugh, the cheese. But now, but now, there's some really cool options. The point is, we started overloading ourselves with processed sugar, oil, you know, coconut oil was in a lot of vegan cheese. We were eating lots of meat replacements. And, you know, for the sake of animals, I was glad that we weren't eating animal products. But for the sake of our health, we kind of turned into, you know, like junk food vegans, if you will. And so um, I started eating a lot of chips. Um, When you remove cheese and dairy from your diet, um, it's amazing how like addictive cheese is. And um, there's tons of research on this online. I highly recommend checking out nutritionfacts.org. They have tons of peer-reviewed studies and research that it's one of my go-to sources for nutrition information but when you remove cheese you often crave like a lot of extra fat and salt because you just do and so I found myself um eating chips and stuff and instead of kind of like removing those things from my diet um essentially we just started eating a lot of junk food and uh, I gained quite a bit of weight and and that's fine I've actually learned a lot about myself in that process a lot about self-love, a lot about body positivity and acceptance. Um, but I also realized that when I was fueling in uh, my body with tons of junk, it was not helping my mental health. And so if I already am kind of predisposed to being depressed, uh, that just like set things off and made it even worse. So it made it hard to even start exercising, right? Like people tell you, if you're depressed, like there's some great things you can do. You can walk. That helps. You can drink more water. You can eat salads, like all this stuff, right? Like potatoes really help too because they pr- help you produce tryptophan. And then that actually goes across your blood brain barrier into your brain and helps with serotonin production. Amazing, right? But 
when you're depressed, it can be so hard to do any of those things, like nearly impossible. So point is, I've really been on a long journey here and I have dabbled in getting back to nutritarian eating. For me personally, it makes a world of difference. I feel like an entirely different person when I eat this way. I feel so good. I have so much energy. And usually I end up having to like go on a run or a a walk at the end of the day because I have so much energy. I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. And I've been sleeping deeper. It's been great. So that's just kind of a little update on my health journey. And I've been putting that first. And it feels counterintuitive sometimes because the work hustle part of me is like, you got to be productive, you got to get more done, you got to get your desk first thing in the morning and work, work, work. But I'm finding that I'm actually way more productive. And I knew this, right? But I'm really embodying it. I'm way more productive when I put my health first, when I'm eating healthy and I'm exercising, I'm doing the workouts, everything feels really good. So that's been really helpful for me. And so today I wanted to just talk about this hike I went on. And some of the life lessons that kind of came up for me and the story behind it. So you might be wondering, like, why is this podcast episode episode called Better Than a Bear? Like, what does that mean? Did you see one? No, I didn't see one on my hike. But I'll tell you why I titled it this. A little bit clickbaity, I know, and I'm sorry. But there have been reports of black bears, like, all over the place where I live right now. And I never really think about bears when I go into the woods, you know? I'm, I, I mean, I... I'm like, oh, maybe there's animals here. But I, I'm more like, oh, there's going to be deer or, you know, whatever. So I'm typically, typically not that scared. But people have been saying, like, there's been black bears, you know, on these trails, on these trails that I go on. And, you know, the little I know about bears, the the bears that are here and the black bears are not, they're not like grizzly bears. They, they typically don't attack humans. But, you know, I mean, they could, right? So I've been kind of on high alert. So anyway, I decided to go on a walk and by myself, I didn't bring my bulldog, Bella, because that takes a long time. She doesn't like walking. She likes to be a little potato. And it, it can take us like 45 minutes to go like a mile, honestly. So I decided to go on a walk and a hike by myself. And immediately I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so great. Like I was in the woods. It was beautiful. I, I had some music going. I love to listen to like dubstep and EDM and stuff like when, that when I'm running. But I've also been loving there's like a playlist on spotify i'll have to find it and link it in the show notes there's a a, a playlist on spotify oh my goodness that is like all of the stranger things songs like the soundtrack and there's something really cool and eerie and creepy but fun about listening to those like kind of 80s synth kind of songs like when you're in the middle of the woods by yourself and you're like oh could like could like the monsters be here i don't know i just it it's like this kind of weird thing i do I don't know if anyone else does that, but, or you can also listen to, uh, cinematic music, like musical scores, and you can kind of feel like a superhero when you're walking around during your day. So those are some weird things that I do, but I'm on this hike and I think I've told you guys this before, but I am really, really scared of horses. And there's a reason, and I'm sure I could like do some tapping or some NLP work and like remove this fear, but for now it's just a fear I have and I'm really scared of horses. And that is because... When I was little, we went to this like carnival and they're awful. And I, I think I was like three or four and we, they, my dad put me on top of this horse, you know, like when they had the horses like walk in a circle, it's awful. Like don't go on those, don't support those. But they had these horses walk in a circle and they were just setting it up and the horse like blew up its tummy when they were putting on the saddle, you know, so that when 
they were done. He could loosen his tummy and the saddle would be loose. Apparently it's something horses do because they're smart. And so he did that. And then they put me on the horse. And as soon as they let go, the saddle slipped. I'm attached to the saddle and I hit my head on the side, like the metal frame that goes around the circle that the horses are walking in. And then the horse starts bucking and I hit my head multiple times on the metal frame. My family jokes with me all the time um, that that's why I'm weird. But anyway, it was terrifying. And my dad actually like jumped in and like saved me from the horse and I was crying. And so I've always kind of associated like fear with horses. Um, and then fast forward like a couple years, I think I was like maybe 10 or 11. We were actually going to this local farm to pick up manure because my mom was huge into gardening. So we're picking up fresh manure to use in our garden and stuff. And we're there and I get out of the truck because my mom was like, hey, come here for a second. And the horses were like out, like doing their thing. And this horse like charged me, like just came galloping toward me. Like, I don't need, I think I like blacked out the memory because it almost like ran me over. And so that was the second thing that was terrifying. And then third, when I was like a teenager, I think I was like 13 or 14, we went to up to Ocean Shores, which is in Washington. It's like on the coast. It's beautiful. And they had like horseback riding and, um, my mom was like, hey, do you guys want to do this? And we were like, all right. So we went horseback riding and I hated it. I hated it. I hated it because, I don't know, it just felt weird. I don't know. I just felt weird. I didn't like it. And then also, like, I had no idea how to, like, let the horse know. Like, they were like, you just do this if you want him to go like this. And I I didn't have and I just was sitting there, like, holding on for dear Lord. Like, oh, my God, I hope I don't fall off. And my horse started, like, galloping ahead of the entire group, like, at, like, as fast as he could and then and then he was like pooping everywhere and like running and I couldn't I felt like I was gonna fall off the horse and it was terrifying and he like he like jumped up at one point you know what I mean like with his feet in the front of the air and I was just holding on the horse and I was shaking and I was crying and so I hate horses okay I just do and um that's my that's my story and something about their long face scares me too which is weird because I'm a huge animal person but I just don't like them and so anyway, I'm on this, I'm on this hike. I'm thinking about bears and I'm like, I really don't, ho- I really hope I don't see a bear. And I'm kind of like a little, like being a little neurotic about it. Like I'm like looking at everything. And every time I see like a bird move, I'm like, was that a bear? And, um, I, uh, I'm walking and all of a sudden I feel, I feel this like, and I still have my headphones on. I'm still listening to like weird, creepy music. And I have, I feel this like sensation, you know, from the ground, like this big thudding. And I, before I even have time to to think about what it could be or check it out, as I'm turning around, like I'm turning my body to the left to turn around, this giant horse is right next to me. Like I'm talking about like I could like like if I were to like stick out my tongue from my mouth, it would probably touch the horse. Like that's how close it was to me. And there's two horses, two, two women on top of a horse each <laughs> and they're right next to me. And I was terrified, like, but I didn't even have time to react to it. I just was immediately like, oh my God, help. And um, it was interesting. And I bring this whole story up because I was immediately immersed in my fear. Like I didn't have time to turn around. Like had I had time to turn around and see the horse coming from like 20 feet away, I could have like ran into the woods. I could have stepped 
way farther off the trail. Uh, I could have done a lot of things, but because I literally didn't have time and the horse was just literally there, I suddenly was faced and immersed with my fear. And it was interesting because there was like this small little moment of panic, but then there was just a being with it. There was just, here I am next to this giant horse that's walking by me. You know, and I I logically know that it's a kind animal. It's not going to do anything to me. But I was scared. And in that moment, I was very observant of my thoughts because I couldn't do anything else. I knew I was like also backed up against a fence. So I couldn't like move away from the horse anymore. I literally just had to stand there for 30, 45 seconds, whatever it is for these two horses to pass. And I, I didn't have time to say anything. And anything I would have said wouldn't have changed anything, right? I could have let the women know that I'm terrified of horses, but that wouldn't have changed the situation. And What I noticed was that the more I allowed myself to be in my fear in that moment, it didn't change how scared I was, per se, but it changed the reaction I felt in my body. It was like I was living inside my fight or flight response. And because I couldn't flight and I couldn't fight and I just had to be in it, I noticed that the fear I was experiencing, while valid, wasn't necessarily logical. So I don't know if that, this is hard to explain if it makes sense, but I felt it in my chest. My heart was racing. My hands started shaking. I was scared. I didn't like it. Like, you know, my whole, if you would have seen me, my whole body was like, you know, like I was crawling in my skin. I was like shrinking my body. I was trying to pull myself away as much as I could. But then after the horse passed and after I lived in that moment and that experience, I was able to kind of observe my thoughts a little bit. And I said, well, it's interesting. Like, I wouldn't want to do that again. But I think that if the horses were to pass me again, like if they were to come on their way back, I think I wouldn't be quite as scared. Because what I learned in that moment was that nothing bad happened, right? I started, I was able to kind of tap into reprogramming my mind into that situation and be like, nothing bad happened. So I thought that was an interesting kind of experience, just being on the trail, looking for a bear thinking that was going to be the worst thing ever, and then there being a horse. Something I'm terrified of, but the experience itself wasn't as bad as I thought it might be. One of the things I love about walking in the forest alone is that you really get to connect with your thoughts. And you do connect with your fears, because when you're alone in the woods, in nature, you really don't know what's around the corner. I mean, literally, there could be people, there could be someone with their dog, or there could be a wild animal, um, or there could be something completely unexpected right? Um, I still am worried that I'm going to see Bigfoot at some point and that's going to terrify me. But ultimately, what's interesting is you get some time to really challenge and be with some thoughts that come up that normally don't have a chance to. Normally, it's pretty easy to suppress uncomfortable thoughts or emotions or self-doubt. Like that'll come up and it'll suck, but it's really easy. Everyday life, It's really easy to just pick up your phone and ignore it. It's really easy to turn on the TV and ignore it. It's really easy to whatever and ignore it, even if those things are healthy distractions. But when you're alone in the woods, there's something about it. Let me know if this resonates with you. There's something about it that really calls attention to what's really going on deep in your subconscious mind. And so during this walk, I really, it was ended up being like a five mile hike. Um, I think I was gone for like a little over 90 minutes and oh man, I felt like a whole new person afterwards. But as I was 
trekking through the trail. There was like ups and downs. There was hills. You know, I'm I'm working on getting in better shape. So like I was like heavily breathing in parts. I was like having a hard time. I was sweating. It was really humid. It wasn't the most comfortable thing. But one thing I realized was that, you know, it's really easy to like always want to be comfortable. It's really easy to like seek comfort all the time. And I mean, yeah, like I love coziness. I love Huga. I love that whole like vibe. But what I'm realizing is that I'm a lot happier when I challenge myself. I'm actually a lot happier when I'm uncomfortable more often. Think about that. You probably are too. The more that you challenge yourself, the more that you get out of your comfort zone, the more that you do a high intensity workout and you're sweating and in that moment, it's like really tough. Or maybe you're doing something new or you're getting up in front of a group of people and doing a presentation. Maybe it's really tough. But at the end of the day, you feel good because you did something outside of your comfort zone because you stretched yourself a little bit because you go, I'm capable of so much more than I allow myself to be capable of. And that's what I love about spending time in nature, about getting real with our thoughts, about really checking in with ourselves. And on the way back on this hike, I was getting tired, right? And there's like roots going all over the place. There's rocks, there's like, you know, trees and boulders. And I kept stumbling, like no matter how much effort I put into like looking at where I was going and walking and making sure my feet were moving correctly, right? I kept stumbling. Like every, I'd say like every five minutes or so, I'd like kind of trip over something. And the first couple times I got really frustrated. I was like, oh my God, like, what is this root doing here in the middle of woods? Like, and then I realized like, this is just part of the experience. This is part of the journey. This is part of my hike. And then it was kind of like, you know, because I love parallels. It was like, oh my God, why am I getting so mad about all these bumps in the road? And I'm obviously being like metaphorical here, but why am I getting so upset about all these bumps in the road in my life lately? You know, I went through some really hard times the past five years of my life. There was some traumatic experiences. There were some things that like I'm still working through. But then ever since those, one pattern I noticed in my mind was that ever since those things, I started like kind of like creating this tally list, right? It was like once something bad happened, then I would just add it to the list. Well, that's just more reason for this. Or this is just more reason that this is some kind of chapter in my life that sucks. And there was nothing wrong about being real with that. But what I realized is that I was getting more and more mad every time something didn't go my way. And I was feeling this like in sense of entitlement that like I should be able to if I could just have six months where nothing wrong went, nothing went wrong. Or if I could just have like a week where I didn't have to work or like if I just didn't have to worry about paying these bills, like if I could just get a break, then then I, then I could just oh, I could just be my highest self. And I was thinking about that on this hike and I'm going, well, that was such a load of bullshit because life isn't going to give you some like get out of jail free card. Life isn't going to just like hand you over some like opportunity to like sit and drink Mai Tais and like meditate all day, right? Like maybe you're at a point where you can go take a trip like that. But the point is, is that resilience is about knowing how to react and work through those things. So as I'm stumbling every couple minutes on this hike, on these routes and getting frustrated, I finally decided, why am I putting so much energy into being frustrated when I could just laugh and be like, this is part of the freaking hike. This is part of the journey. Am I going to not go hiking next week because the roots make me trip? No, I'm going to go, hey, you're going to trip a lot on that hike. You might like, you know, you got to be careful because you, you have like a higher probability of messing up your ankle or hurting your knee. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to go. 
When you think about your life now, are you going to not do the things that you want to do because there might be roadblocks? Are you going to not do the things that you want to do because maybe somebody is going to be a root that you're going to trip over? Maybe somebody's going to have a bad attitude or maybe someone's not going to give you the support you want or maybe people are going to be outright mean. Does that mean that you're not going to do what you were like meant to do in your life, what your passion is, what you're called to do? Man, I hope it, I, I fucking hope not. I hope that you still do it anyway. That's like that like cheesy song. It's like, I hope you dance. Well, I do. I hope that you dance. I hope that you go on hikes. I hope that you trip over those roots. And I hope that you know that that's part of the journey. We're all on a journey, whatever that looks like, with self-growth, with development, with learning how to live a mindful and an intentional life. And if you get tripped up, <laughs> pun, on all the little things that are in your way along the way and you focus on those things, you're going to have a real rough time. Get out there go on your hikes, do the things you want to do, be prepared for the bad things to happen, but don't focus on those. Focus on how good you feel after the hike. Focus on how good it feels to know that you did those things anyway. Focus on what the takeaways were when you tried the new thing that you wanted to try. That's what's most important. I can't wait to go on a hike later this week like literally, but also metaphorically, I can't wait to continue the hike that I'm already on in my life. And I'm no no longer going to just get mad every time a horse passes me because it's terrifying or every time I trip over something because it's annoying. I'm not going to put my energy there anymore. I'm just going to know and I'm going to accept. And the one thing about acceptance that I think is really important to think about is that acceptance is not merely like liking something. Acceptance is knowing that it's part of something and working through it anyway. When we build up resistance against things that are going to happen, when we try to change the world around us instead of adapting to it, we can put up a lot more energy that's really going to only just drain ourselves. It's not going to change anything. We can't change other people. We can't always change situations. But if we learn how to adapt and change the world that way and put the power and the energy back into controlling ourselves, changing what we can in ourselves, and then being a better example of that, doing the things that maybe are different, but to set that example, that's where we'll make the biggest difference. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. It was a little bit different. It's kind of ranty. It's a weird story. I'm a weird person, but I hope it was helpful. And if you've enjoyed the podcast so far, please go leave a review on iTunes. Written reviews help a lot. It helps more people find the podcast. And it's just a really awesome thing for you to do. So also tag me on Instagram. I'd love to hear that you're listening to the podcast. Tag me on your stories. Send me a DM. I'm at Mindful Productivity Blog. I will see you guys next week. I have an amazing guest coming on the show. We're talking about self-love, holistic health, and so much more. You're definitely not going to want to miss it. See you guys later. 